You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 73, Trust Yourself. Faith in your mission and purpose. You hear me say this in every intro. (laughs) Have you ever wondered how confidence to live your purpose is built? Today's episode explores what true confidence is, what challenges your confidence, and the tiny things that build it. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon and filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or you have shared it with a friend. For the past two years, this podcast has grown completely by word of mouth because I took a two-year break from social media. I have had over half a million downloads, and it is all from listeners like you taking the time to share this with a friend. I am so grateful for your encouragement and your support. Today's review of the week comes from Sister Holland. She says, I am 71 years of age and serving a mission at the Salt Lake City Headquarters Mission. You have taught me so much. You have made me ask, What is awesome about this isolation? It is awesome that I have more time to listen to your podcast and I have had more time to experiment on your words. I love how you base your episodes on scriptures. I can't choose one favorite episode because they all have made my life better for me. Sweet Brooke, keep up the good work. Sincerely, Sister Holland. Sister Holland, thank you so much for your review. I love that you put the things you learn into action and that you are seeing what is awesome about isolation. (laughs) And most of all, I love that you are a lifelong learner and seeker of truth. You are amazing. Keep up all the good that you are doing in the world. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares, that is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. Friends, today's episode is a little bit of a prequel, a prequel that is inspired by a presentation I'm giving later this week at the Purpose Summit. This is an amazing online conference where several speakers are all talking about purpose. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes if you're interested in getting my full presentation there and hearing the other amazing speakers on this topic. Life purpose is both a macro and micro concept. On a grand level, we all have the same purpose. We are here to learn by experience how to become more like Jesus Christ and bring souls to him. On a micro level, each person has individual gifts to contribute in their own way to make this happen. You have a part to play that is all your own. It is this very unique an individual purpose that is part of life's grand adventure. The first challenge is to figure out what this individual purpose is. And the second challenge is to live it and follow it. If you check out episode 31, Finding Your Purpose, I talk all about this first challenge. That episode has been one of my most popular episodes, and I still get comments from people about how it has helped them feel like they have a map to figure out what their individual purpose is. I'll link to that episode in the show notes as well. Today, I want to address the second challenge. How do you live your purpose 
with confidence. Because guess what, friends? (laughs) Once you know your purpose, you become a threat to the adversary. You suddenly have a piece of very important information. You have a compass that orients you on where to go and how to serve. Don't be surprised if knowing your purpose also comes with some resistance, fear, doubt, comparison, and distraction. You will absolutely be met with opposition. It is part of the hero's journey. (laughs) You're given a mission and you set out to accomplish this mission, but you will face opposition and challenges all along the way. My personal individual purpose is to teach others how to live in their true identity and potential. And one of the many ways that I live my purpose is by podcasting. And if be totally honest, <laughs> I find podcasting a huge challenge. Every time I sit down to write an episode, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to stay focused long enough to really create. Am I going to get distracted? Do I need to check my email or check on something else? Quality creation always requires your whole self. If it's not a struggle with my focus, it's a struggle with doubt. Thoughts like, everyone already knows this stuff. They don't need you stating the obvious. Or, your last podcast was the final word. You don't have anything else inside you. You can't possibly come up with more to say after 72 episodes. You're done. It is a struggle. It is always a struggle every single time. Courage, though, is feeling the doubts and fears and doing it anyway. I have come to expect the resistance. I know enough by now to know that those thoughts are not my thoughts. They are from Satan, and I show up anyway. But how do you get to that point of confidence? The word confidence comes from the Latin word confidere, which means intense trust. Ralph Waldo Emerson, in his classic book, Self-Reliance, stated, Trust thyself. Every heart vibrates to that iron string. Accept the place the divine providence has found for you, the society of your contemporaries, the connection of events. Close quote. Trust thyself. Every heart vibrates to that iron string. How do you get to this level of trust, this confidence? You think trusting yourself is important to living your purpose. Goodness, it's a weapon against all the doubts and resistance you will face. Trust yourself. Now, I really love this definition. Confidence doesn't mean arrogance. And it doesn't mean the absence of doubt. It means intense trust. You face the doubt and you trust yourself to do it anyway. Now, to be clear, when I say trust yourself, who am I actually talking about? The self I am referring to is your divine nature, your true self. We all have two identities. One is true and one is false. Your true self is your divine nature created by God. And your false self is your natural man self in opposition. Your true self knows truth. Your true self is who the Holy Ghost speaks to 
Your true self recognizes the difference between light and dark. Your true self is your highest, best version of you. Trust this self. But in order to trust yourself, you have to know a few important facts. Number one, there will always be opposition. It's supposed to be there. You have opposition in your very nature. You have opposition all along your journey, especially as you set out to accomplish your purpose. It doesn't mean that something is wrong. In fact, in this situation, it's most likely that something is right. Bill Stutz calls this a reverse indicator. It means if you come up against doubt and resistance and challenge, it means you are totally on the right path. Trust yourself and keep going. Second, you must be able to discern voices. There are two kinds of voices that will be speaking to you on your journey. The first is Satan's voice, voices of darkness. These voices cut you down. They point out every flaw, weakness, and deficiency you have. They project lame thoughts into your mind that are, pay attention here, in third person using the word you instead of the first person, I, statements. Things like, you can't do this. You aren't good enough. You aren't smart enough. You don't have enough skills. You can't be successful. You don't know enough. Others won't accept you. Most people don't notice the third person narrative. They assume it's their own mind because it sounds like your own voice in your head. Eventually in time, those you statements turn into I statements. If we let them stay on repeat or we speak them out loud, you would sound really weird if you talked in third person, right? (laughs) So the moment you speak it out loud or you write it out loud, you convert it. You aren't good enough suddenly becomes I am not good enough. I internalize this thought as my own and begin to spiral down. Pay attention to your thoughts. If they are negative and they start with you (laughs) or have you in the statement, this is a huge clue that someone else is speaking to you. So how do you get rid of these voices? How do you get rid of them? Well, sorry, (laughs) you don't. They are always there. (laughs) It's why you must learn to trust yourself. It wouldn't be mortality if you didn't have opposition. But there are some amazing defenses that you can take. In the opening chapters of the Book of Mormon, we find one of the most classic images symbolizing life's journey. Lehi's vision of the tree of life. Lehi sees a vision of a great and glorious tree that is beautiful and vibrant and bears fruit of the most delicious kind. There's a path with an iron rod that leads to the tree. There are also mists of darkness that occasionally cloud the path, and a large and spacious building filled with people who mock and point fingers at those who are pressing forward on the path to the tree. I wonder, what are those people saying? (laughs) I can guarantee you they are saying negative you statements. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? You aren't good enough. You aren't going to get there. You don't know where you're really going. You are going to fail. A lot of people in Lehi's vision leave the path. Why? Because they listen to 
the wrong voices. Honestly, every person, every person would hold fast to the iron rod if they were immersed in a mist of darkness and they couldn't see. It's an obvious safety feature. Your true self knows this. Your true self wants to go to the tree of life because it has fruit desirable to make one happy and is the most desirable of all fruits. Your true self does not want to let go. The only reason anyone would let go of the rod is because someone else convinced them to. Instead of trusting themselves, they trust someone else. But what is the distinct difference between people who leave the path and those who press forward to the tree and stay? It has everything to do with who they listen to. Lehi describes the people in the great and spacious building saying, And great was the multitude that did enter into that strange building. And after they did enter into that building, they did point the finger of scorn at me and those that were partaking of the fruit also. But we heeded them not. For as many as heeded them had fallen away. They heeded them not. (laughs) The voices were there all the way to the tree, all the way to partaking the fruit. The voices were there. They were always there. But the difference between those that pressed forward and stayed at the tree and those that fell away was in who they heeded. What does it mean to heed? Check out these stellar definitions from Webster's 1828 dictionary. To heed means to mind, to regard with care, to take notice of, to attend to, to observe. Or my favorite, seriousness, a steady look. (laughs) You take it seriously and you give it a steady look. But Lehi heeded them not. He didn't take them seriously. He didn't give them a steady look. He didn't give them his attention, his mind. The voices will always be there, but you don't have to heed them. You don't have to take them seriously or give them a steady look. Trust yourself, not the negative voices. Those negative voices come without any effort. You don't have to seek them out. You don't have to ask for them. You don't have to knock. But we are not left to the negative voices alone. There is another voice that speaks and guides. However, this voice does take effort to hear. One of my favorite quotes from the most recent April 2020 General Conference actually came from a little Q&A video with President Nelson and some little children. One little girl named Pearl asked the prophet, is it hard to be a prophet? Are you like really busy? (laughs) President Nelson gave this amazing response. He says, of course, it's hard. Everything to do with becoming more like the Savior is difficult. For example, when God wanted to give the Ten Commandments to Moses, where did he tell Moses to go? Up on top of a mountain, on the top of Mount Sinai. So Moses had to walk all the way up to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. Now, Heavenly Father could have said, Moses, you start there. And I'll start here and I'll meet you halfway. No, the Lord loves effort because effort brings rewards that can't come without it. Close quote. The Lord loves effort. He repeatedly taught in the scriptures for us to ask, 
Seek and knock. Effort. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. The Lord loves effort. It is this kind of effort that allows you to trust yourself. It is this effort that brings clarity to hearing God's voice for you on your path. It is the effort of living daily habits that support you living in your true self that allows you to trust yourself. Everything from getting enough sleep, moving your body, eating well, being grateful, being present, meditation, prayer, studying the scriptures, attending the temple, repenting, forgiving. The Lord loves effort. This effort is what allows you to trust yourself. This effort brings confidence, this intense trust, because it reminds you who you are and brings clarity to your purpose. Effort brings trust. Trust yourself. Put forth the effort. Just like we gain trust in relationships one act at a time, the same is true for trusting ourselves. One tiny effort at a time builds trust. It builds confidence. Your ability to trust yourself so you can move forward on the path. You trust yourself because these efforts allow you to know and hear God's word for you. Now, when I think of any confident hero in the scriptures, they each put forth effort. Moses climbed to the top of Mount Sinai. Nephi built a ship. Lehi left his home in Jerusalem with his family and traveled into the wilderness. The early pioneers left their homes and crossed the plains. The Lord loves effort because effort brings rewards that can't come without it. Effort builds trust. Trust helps you keep moving forward. All of these great efforts were only made one tiny step at a time. One step after another up Mount Sinai, one day after another in building a ship, one step after another traveling in the wilderness or crossing the plains. All great efforts are only accumulation of very small ones added up day after day after day. Too often, I think we think of success as a final arrival instead of what it really is a succession, one moment after another of building trust with yourself. Succession. Trust is gained one effort at a time. The smallest efforts count because it is effort towards a greater whole. I remember as a seminary student back in high school, we had a seminary teacher who would constantly remind us of the fundamentals. If any student were to come into his office seeking counsel, he would always first ask them, are you reading your scriptures every day? Are you praying every day? If they weren't doing those things, he kindly told them to come back after they had done those things daily for a week or two. Yesterday, I was listening to a group coaching call with my coach, Brian Johnson. One student was seeking help for snapping at her family and coworkers, and she was just really feeling stressed and anxious all the time. Brian asked her about her sleep, her nutrition, moving her body, when she plugged into technology and when she unplugged. Not surprisingly, she was struggling with the basics. He asked her to work on those things and then check in later. (laughs) Effort 
effort is what helps you trust yourself. It's the basic stuff. It's always the basic stuff. The reason that we avoid the fundamentals is because it takes effort. And we have a host of negative voices that distract us and try to convince us of an easier way. Trust yourself and heed them not. Confidence is built through tiny efforts accumulated day after day after day. The efforts to connect to the divine, the divine of God, and the divine within you. Trust this self. What things help you be at your best? What is one small thing you could start doing to build more trust? And what is one small thing you could stop doing to build more trust? By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Imagine your life trusting yourself, putting forth the effort, and look forward with faith. If you listen to this podcast and love what you hear, do you want to know more about having confidence in your purpose? Sign up in the show notes for my free presentation on how to have unshaken confidence in your purpose so you don't get distracted and stuck in comparison. I know you can do it. I am cheering you on.